Hello, I'm Justin Belguarini, CEO and founder of Live to Perform, and you are listening to the Warrior Artist Podcast. Today's episode is titled, We Can Only Save Those Who Swim Towards Us. Kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. As artists, we work years, decades, sometimes our entire lives honing our craft, trying to become masters. And yet it's all for moments, for a great audition, for a great performance, for a great run in a show. But what happens in between those moments? We are doing battle every single day with ourselves and with the industry and with all the things going on in our lives. But The real question is, how do we prepare our minds, our spirits, our bodies, and our business sense to do battle and to win on the battlefield of our artistry? The Warrior Artist Podcast answers those questions and a whole lot more. I'm Justin Belguarini, and you're listening to The Warrior Artist Podcast. I recently ran an ad on Facebook for a new service that I am providing people. And I ran it over New Year's Day, the day after, and the day after that. A terrible time to be running ads because nobody's looking at Facebook. New Year's Eve, I think it even started. It was New Year's Eve to New Year's Day. It was probably four day and I did it because I didn't quite want a ton of people to see it although a lot of people did and with Facebook you can really drill down um, who it is that you want to see what and really target a specific audience and I did that and it's very interesting the responses I got but one of them was this person who wrote underneath this ad that I had with the video and everything else. He he wrote, Oh, really? The guy from American Idol is going to teach me how to blah, 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 blah. And that was all he wrote. And I wanted to be angry. And I wanted to... Part of me, anyway, wanted to be angry. Part of me wanted to write something back that was cutting. But the larger part of me said, no, just be straight up with him. Just be honest. And come from a place of love and see what happens. And so I wrote to him, yes, I am going to do this thing for you because I want to make sure that you and the rest of my community doesn't experience X, Y, and Z that I experienced. I want you to be the best and all these other kind and just sort of like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I am going to do blah, 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 blah. And it wasn't angry. It wasn't mean. It was just factual and calm and loving. And so today I want to talk about loving the haters. 
specifically loving your haters. Now, it's a tricky thing, loving your haters. And when I say loving your haters, I don't mean like going out of the way to, you know, in in the sort of way that uh, I guess in a religious sense, Jesus would sit with the worst of the worst and the and the people who are living quote unquote right and living the good life and 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 according to scripture and all that we're like Jesus why are you why are you sitting at the table with these these low lives and Jesus would be like this because they're the ones who need my help not you they're the ones who need me and I'm not trying to push religious doctrine on you I'm just saying as an example you know, there's, that, that's one way. You don't have to hang out with your haters. You don't have to try and, and, and love them in that sense. But when we begin to look at the people who say, do terrible things to and about us, we see that as much suffering as it causes us to endure that kind of verbal, sometimes physical, mental abuse, the haters, the people who are the meanest to you are the ones who are suffering the most. That perspective shift alone begins to open up new possibilities for us. Because when we see that they are the ones suffering the most, when we turn that around on our own suffering as a result of what it is they're doing, it opens up the possibility for us to see that we're actually choosing to suffer when we allow them and their energy and that to affect us. Like I said, you know, the, the, that guy was like, oh, that guy from American Idol is going to teach me how to... Blah, 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 blah. He's really going to teach me how to, how to do that? <clears throat> I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say something to that effect. Or, oh, he's going to do this. Oh, he thinks he's that. What? And, you know, you go and you look at the picture of this person. And, you know, it's just like they're... they're it's a very typical per- picture of the typical kind of person who would say this or so I thought at the time and I could have come back and I could have made fun of some of his flaws I could have risen up in anger and gotten a whole bunch of people on my side to 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 go after him in some sort of you know digital way <laughs> but instead I greeted him with love and what happened was very interesting. Because a few days later, he came back to me and said, hey, I just want to apologize. And in, in the thread, so that everyone could see it, he said, hey, you know what, thank you so much for putting me in my place. <laughs> Although I don't really think I put him in his place necessarily. I just said, well, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this for you. And the reason why is X, Y, Z. And I would love it if you were to join, and I would be honored to be your teacher, your mentor. 
They said, hey, you know, I'm, I apologize. Thank you so much for putting me in my place. You know, I really appreciate that you're doing this for people. And it was awesome. It really showed that he was an actual man and not just some troll hiding behind his keyboard. And you begin to see that rising up and being angry at the haters is, is just a stage of the evolution. I mean, yes, at least you're not taking it. But when you meet them with love and self-assurance, something magical happens. Because there's a couple things that we, we do. We either we take it and we just mull and there's this suffering inside us and this ball of anger and fear and angst and we are the victim. Or we rise up and we rage and we get angry and we verbalize our anger, sometimes physicalize our anger, and we meet them with the same energy that they come at with us. Or we choose love. We choose to plant our stake in the ground and to greet, to to draw the line, because there's a line now. You don't let people walk all over you. I think that's the first stage, (laughs) right? But you greet them with love and self-assurance. And the magic that happens is they either stop. When we get to that third evolution, they either stop or in the reflection of your love and kindness, they see their hatred and pain reflected back at them. And that's really interesting because via our love, they begin to see their own hate and their own pain. You know, it's like, if you think of a mirror, it's like, oh yes, well, I'm giving love. They'll feel the love. But it doesn't work that way all the time. So when we take it from them and we shrink, those people feel powerful and it feeds their righteousness and all that pain and, and angst and, and darkness and despair. They get to, to like literally vomit that up on us and we take it and we shrink away. And it actually gives them encouragement to continue on because they see it affects us. It it makes them feel powerful because ultimately they feel weak or else they would never behave this way. And it feeds again their righteousness. But when we rise up in anger, it also serves to fuel their fire. And the fire in you, the fire in them burns hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter until, th- until things either explode or each one of you is consumed. Have you ever done that? Have you ever risen up in anger and then it's come to something physical and somebody's got to break it up or it's just gotten so heated that, that one of you has got to walk away? That it's just consumed the entire room, consumed the entire relationship, consumed what it is that you were doing, and 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 
you can't even think, you can't even do your work, you can't even... Have you felt that way? Because I have. But when we are still, and when we respond with love, all their hate and pain and dis-ease and fear bounces right back at them and they feel it. They see it. And they do one of a couple things. They either go harder and harder to try and break your resolve and you should keep meeting them with love. Keep meeting them with love. Truly keep meeting them with love. And if you do that, when they see they no longer wield power over you, and believe me, I I get it. Sometimes you got to fake it to make it. Sometimes you will be boiling with anger, but, but, but you will meet them with kindness and patience, and it will be an act of almost suffering for you, in a sense. But it's, it's, remember, it's not suffering from the stance of being a victim. It's suffering for, you know, a cause, ultimately. And it's like the same suffering that we have in the gym when we lift weights. You know, we don't think of that as suffering, but really, truly, we are breaking down our muscles to, so that they can, during rest, build back up stronger and better than they were before. When we're in dance class, God knows when I'm in dance class. And I am desperately trying to keep up with the counts. And I feel all of the, the, the self-talk and all that come on and all... You know, I haven't taken dance class in a while, but I remember being in dance class and when I have to pick up counts very quickly and learning a show, things like that. That negative voice has quieted down a lot for me, but I remember a time when it was just all consuming. You know, we don't think of that as suffering, but that's what we're doing and we're suffering for our growth. So... When you keep meeting them with love, as painful as that can be sometimes, and when they no longer wield power over you and and they see that they no longer can get to you, they give up and either find someone else to pick on. And the funny thing is, is that people will actually come to your aid. When those haters ratchet it up and you meet them with love, you meet them with love, you meet them with love, people will come to your aid that around you that see that going on because that hater is going to ratchet it up so much to the point and it's not necessarily physical but whatever their version of abuse or hatred is then it's going to start to make people's heads turn and other people are going to come to your aid and they're going to help you it's like a spotter at the gym you know you and a buddy or whomever, a trainer or whatever, working out. And, and right when you're at the edge of, I can't lift this thing anymore, they literally put a finger or maybe a, 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 and just give you just a little bit of a boost. They don't do it for you, right? But they give you just, just enough to get you over. And so the haters, when they no longer wield power, you over you, again, they give up and they find someone else to pick on. Or they just will just automatically find someone else 
They may not ratchet up the pain. They might just be like, ah, when they feel that their own ball of crap bounced back at them off of your wall of love, sometimes they just give up altogether. They just stop. But this is the most beautiful result. When they see and feel their hate, their pain, their fear rejected, ba- uh, reflected back at them, it creates a shift in them. And they come up to you and maybe they apologize. And maybe, just, just maybe, they even become a friend or at least an ally or at least someone you don't have to worry about all the time. See, love has the power to do that. Meeting anger, fear, pain, hatred, despair with love has the power to do that. So try it. You don't have to send your haters flowers and candy. Just greet them with love. But let's take it just a step further. How do you greet them with love? What's the best way to greet them with love? And the foundation of that is to greet yourself with love every day. (laughs) I'm smiling because this (laughs) sometimes harder to greet. No, No, not sometimes. It is very often harder to greet yourself yourself, the person you've known your entire life with love. It is harder to greet ourselves with love than it is to greet someone we don't even know or truly care about that is saying the worst things or doing the worst things to us. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that weird? But it's true. And it's modern human nature. So how do you greet yourself with love every single day? Well, one of the ways, and I'll give you a couple techniques, journaling in the mornings. There's this book called The Artist's Way, Artist's Way, rather, and it's amazing because it begins to crack through the wall of BS that we put up around ourselves. It begins to crack through the wall of, oh, well, this happened to me when I was five, or, oh, my parents did this to me, oh, or I had this experience, and I did that, and, and it begins to crack through all of the definitions that we have about ourselves, all the, all the, the, the credos, the commandments, the things that we have about ourselves that don't serve us, or are false, or just just need to be gotten rid of. (laughs) I and most of the people in the nation uh, in America are are watching Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. And it's so interesting how, you know, we we can tidy up. You can just throw things away. I mean, my, my family and I, every X amount of months, we go through our clothes and we just give them away to Goodwill or wherever because it's just, ugh just an influx of stuff. 
and things that we've held on to for years. Not that we just buy, 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 buy and get rid of. No, things that we just don't realize that we've held on to for years, sometimes decades for me. And we just, you know, toss them in a trash bag and put them in the Goodwill, uh, you know, the big box that's out on the street. And yet something that I never thought of and that I've seen with this show is that Marie is like, okay, well, you know, put all your, take all your clothes out, put them in a pile on the bed. And when you pick it up, if it sparks joy in you, and what she means by that is like the same sort of feeling you get when you hold a puppy or a baby or, you know, you know, you know, that, that, that feeling, if that item of clothing sparks that in you, keep it and put it in a little pile. But if it doesn't, and here's the big shift for me, if it doesn't say thank you to that piece of clothing and gently lay it down in another pile that is the giveaway pile. And relating that to us, it's just like those things that we say about ourselves, the, 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 the events in our lives that we have built our identity around, especially the negative ones. Oh, my parents, this, this happened to me. That person did that to me. This destroyed that in me. This casting director was, uh, those experiences, those things. While we could just say, oh, they're, they're, we, we're, somebody can come up to you and be like, just stop being a victim. Or we say to ourselves, oh, I'm just a victim. We realize that it's a victim stance, right? There's no power in those stances. But those things have served to protect us. I mean, that's our, our mind's way of, of loving us and keeping us safe. Do you understand what I'm saying? It really, those things are done out of love for ourselves, but it's not the kind of love that serves us, which is crazy for me to say as it comes out of my mouth. Because you think, well, how could love not serve you? But it's like being in love with someone who treats you terribly some boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife or whatever who's just, just treats you terribly. But you love them because there was a time when things were good or there are good things about that person that if, if they would just see. But you know, the, the Coast Guard has a motto I was listening to uh, a wonderful speaker and, and he spoke about the Coast Guard has a motto, you know, when you, that when they go out to take a helicopter out to sea to rescue people in a boat that has been capsized and they realize that there are more people in the water than they have space for on the helicopter, they have to make a choice. That's pretty messed up thing, isn't it? If you're a helicopter pilot and you have six seats or 10 seats, but there are 15 people in the water who need rescuing, who do you save? And so the Coast Guard has the motto of 
we help those who swim towards us. And I think that's a paraphrase. But we can only help those who swim towards us is the general meaning. It's like we can only serve those people who swim towards us. We can only keep the the things we say about ourselves, the thoughts and ideas that serve us. It's a bit of a wonky comparison. But I think you see what I'm trying to say. And so... When we do things that serve us, when we say things about ourselves, when we make the investment in ourselves, it is though we are swimming towards that, that savior within ourselves. <laughs> Early in the morning here, <laughs> I'm sitting at my table and my sweet husky blue, my husky German shepherd mix blue, comes over and he looks at me and he's like, hey dude, can I go outside? And so, I gotta let him outside. Come on, outside. Sorry for the interruption, but this is life. I'm living. And so, if that ideal self who we want to be is our savior, that we have to swim towards it and doing and saying things that don't serve us and don't uplift us is just swimming away from that person that we we just say that we want to be. So, getting back on track, journaling is a beautiful way of beginning to understand where we are mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever the things we say about ourselves, just allowing, especially when it comes to the artist's way, because the artist's way is literally like, you just write, 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 write. Whatever comes to your mind, doesn't matter what it is. Just, you, you're, you just begin to open the pathway and, and, and begin to clear out the clutter. It's great. It's just like, you know, dusting or, or straightening up your room. <laughs> And it's just like, just, just getting it out, whatever it is. And you begin to see when you allow yourself and you don't check yourself and you don't have to make sure that, oh, what you're saying is politically correct or, or not offensive or da, 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 da. You begin to just open up the creative pathway between you and that place in your spirit or whatever it is you want to call it that invisible force between you and that invisible force, that thing that you feel when you're in the middle of performing, that thing that you feel when you're in your flow state, you begin to open up that space and open up that channel. And it is liberating. Another thing you can do is develop a meditation practice. This is one of the greatest things I've ever done for myself. Also, one of the things that I've always tried to do off and on, for years, but always found an excuse until I didn't. I stopped putting barriers around it and all these conditions. Well, it has to be this long, and I've got to say this, I've got to do that. No, 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 he's going to do it. And at first, 10 minutes felt like an eternity. Now I do. And every single day, for about 15 minutes, I have a mantra 
that I start with and then I cover and visualize four areas in my body, my spiritual connection, my relationships with my wife, my children, my friends, my family, and then with my business. And I have, I just have visualization for all that. And 15 minutes feels like it is nothing. I did it once for a half an hour and it felt so good. And, and this was not something that was easy for me. Oh, sorry. Not something that was easy for me. It was a challenge at first, but now 15 minutes is not enough for me, but I have to do it just because it fits into my whole morning routine. And I've had amazing insights, discoveries about myself, just words, visions, things have come to me that are not from quote unquote me. Inspiration, peace, I am so much more patient. So try it if you don't have it. And just start with five minutes. Just do five minutes for like a couple, like a week and see. Another thing you can do, and this is the last thing I'll tell you, and I think I might've mentioned this before, but it's probably the most interesting, I don't know about most interesting, I don't wanna say weird and put things like that on it, but great, great sales job, Justin. But you should try looking in the mirror at least once a day and say, I love you to yourself. So weird at first. It might be really super easy for some of you too. And it's getting in the habit of it that might be a little bit challenging or finding a place and time that you can do it where no one else is around might be a little bit challenging. But if you look yourself in the eye every single day and say, I love you, that is swimming towards your own savior, which is you, by the way. And the last thing I'll tell you, it's very simple. It's, it's, it's simple, it's just not always easy. Is keeping the promises you make to yourself. Oof. Keeping the promises you make to yourself. And you know what those are. You know what promises you have broken and continue to break and find excuses for. But if you can just keep one or two, just like going to the gym, which are really hard at first, but eventually you keep going and you keep doing it or going to the gym or going to dance class or going to any sort of place where you must expand and grow. And you put in the work. If you can do that, your muscle, that love muscle, that that trust and belief in yourself will get stronger. And it's just keeping the promises you make to yourself. Because if you can't trust yourself, whew, come on now. Love yourself first. And the ability to calmly withstand the slings and arrows of your enemies will come. Love yourself first. And the ability 
to calmly withstand the slings and arrows of your enemies will come and it will stay. And it will be your savior. It will, you will be your own savior. It will be your levy. It will be your wall, whatever you want to call it, your shield and even your sword. Love yourself first. That's all I got for you today. I'm Justin Belguarini, and you've been listening to the Warrior Artist Podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, just want to say hi, you can always email me, justin at ilivetoperform.com. That's justin at I-L-I-V-E-T-O-P-E-R-F-O-R-M.com.